Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Survival Jobs, a podcast in collaboration with Broadway World. My name is Samantha Dawn Tutsalo, and this is my lovely co-host, Jason A. Coombs. Hi, Jason. How are you? Hi, Samantha. I am doing well. How about yourself? What's your temperature check like today? Thank you. We haven't done this in a while. I'm good. I just got to Massachusetts. As we spoke about a couple weeks ago, I'm seeing the Aerosmith concert with my mother. Yeah. Um, We just arrived. So I've been traveling all day, which is why I have this hat on. Just, you know, keeping it going. That's so much fun. Yeah, I'm excited. excited. I've seen Aerosmith concerts with my mom since I was seven. So oh, something new. Thirty-two, and here we go, keeping keeping it going. Yes, what's your amazing. check? Oh man, I'm just like I don't know. I feel like I have so much to do still, and like I feel like I've been just kind of like pushing it off, you know, because I'm just still like trying to catch up from life, you know, and I feel like I feel like I never break. Yeah. 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 You like you just need a break, but then like stuff just keeps piling up. So probably like a little bit anxious, but um, you know, we're here, right? Living a dream. Um I I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, but I um preparing for an acting gig that's shooting um later this year. So that's been very fun to like dive back into a script, right? Because that's something I haven't done in a long time and to start breaking it down and doing the work that people have been talking about so much on this podcast and like to be on the other side of that again is, is pretty fun. I didn't, I, I know you shared that with me. I didn't know it was coming up so soon. Yeah, it was supposed to be September, but they pushed it back a little bit. Sorry, I'm like, nose is itchy. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they pushed it back a little bit. But, um, you know, I'm just like, it's a lot of stuff to memorize. I'm like, gotta start now. Gotta start getting ready. Gotta start doing this work. And I haven't acted, you know, in a long time. Because I feel like even during the pandemic, I did a couple like, you know, under fives, um, like co-star stuff. But uh, it's been a while since I've actually had like a larger role to dive into. So, yeah, it's fun. 
Wow, I can't wait for this to come out so I can watch it and we can share it with all of this. <laughs> Gotta stuff. shoot it first. <laughs> yeah, let's shoot it first. Let's, let's do the work and then we'll do the thing. Yeah, for sure. Jason, I had a crazy dream last night that mm -hmm. it was their survival job season three launch party. And I had to miss it because I had to come to the Aerosmith concert. And I was well, like, Jason, Tyler is very important. Yeah, I was like, Jason, <laughs> I I can't miss the concert with my mom. But how am I not going to be at the party for the podcast? And you were like, it's all good. I'll hold it down. And <laughs> sort of combined my dream with the Bridgeport Film Festival because I was like, oh, I think in my dream you're like, it's okay. We'll just change the date. And I said, Jason, we can't change the date. Like filmmakers are flying in from California to, to watch their movies. And Wow. That's a very layered dream. Yeah. I woke up very stressed about it. And I was like, <sighs> what season of the show are we in? And then I was like, oh my God, we have to film the, we have to record the mic check. I don't have time to record the mic check. And here we are recording the mic check. So it all works out. That's where I'm at. It all works out. Always. You always make it work. Thanks, Coomzy. Yeah. I'm so excited about our guest today. Oh, me too. Wait. Yeah. Let's talk about Mark. Wait, so you, so I didn't know that you had known him. You're like, look at this cool guest I found. I did my research on him and I was like, oh my God, this guy is amazing. And then you yeah. started telling me a little bit. So, so can you, how did you guys really meet each other? What did you work on together? Yeah. So, um, shout out to my really good friend, my stage bay, Alana Johnson. Um, we were in acting class together for a couple of years and we were, probably the only two minorities in the class. So we got paired up together a lot. <laughs> but um, she uh, shot this really, she wrote uh, and co-created and produced this really fun web series called Two Grown, which is streaming on uh, BT Plus, I think, or BT, something on BT. But um, yeah, it's really great. It's just two seasons of it. Anyway, long story short, I got to meet Mark because Mark was their DP. And because Alana and Jordan, who's also amazing, the co-creator of the show, were both in it. They're both acting in it. Mark was like also like directing it as well and like helping them. And um, it was just a great day. Um, I had a, like a little cool part on set with them. And Mark was so great. He was so funny. And so like he just knew his stuff, you know. And, and I feel like sometimes men, because men are, you know men they try to like take over stuff and you know these are two women who were like doing the doing the work right doing the business who created this thing and he was just like there to support and to facilitate he didn't try to take over like anything and he didn't try to like you know he was just really pleasant to work with in general and i really enjoyed it it was really cool to be part of two grown so maybe we'll throw it in the link my episode um... okay salt and pepper people are dying for this opportunity death death and you two just walk in here like it's some kind of joke no sir no we don't think it's a joke we're really serious wow me yeah, i never even yeah. knew about this yeah it's a really it's a really cute show every day <laughs> yeah no it's really fun and um that was back in like i think we shot that in 2018 so it's been a while right four years ago but we kept in touch, you know, and, and I would see him occasionally in New York City, just like randomly when before the pandemic happened. But, pandemic. You know, yeah. 
So, no, he's such a great guy, and um, he's super talented. And then having this, I guess when you know somebody in one way, right, you see them on, like, social media, and he has, like, a really funny, like, social media presence, and has, like, all these followers, and he makes these really crazy videos, and to, like, only work with him once on set, right? But to have this conversation that we had with him, to learn more about his craft and, and his journey was, like, really inspiring. So I left, like... He really, um, after the conversation, I was like, I'm going to get this script right now and like dig in. Like, I really was like motivated and I, I thank him for that. Cause I was like, no, I'm going to sit down today after we recorded it and was like, I got to get to work. He, he was the, yeah. the catalyst for that. He inspired me too a lot after that, mm-hmm. after our talk with him, I was like, oh my God, this guy is just doing it all with like such a good attitude and, and yeah. so motivated. I was like, okay, let's go. Let's like <laughs> get the shit moving. Yeah. Let's put some fuel in that engine, girl. So yeah, I'm that. so excited for everyone to listen to this episode. Me too. You want to kick off his bio? I would love to kick off his bio. Thank you. Mark Rain <laughs> is a Puerto Rican full-time artist from Spanish Harlem, former mechanical engineer, AAS, and mechanical engineering technology, turned mm-hmm. actor in 2012 after gaining a BA in theater from ccny nice at the same time he found and fell in love with the art of photography and filmmaking and after 12 years of doing it all from acting directing producing mark has become a force in the art of storytelling y'all and you'll learn a lot more about him when uh you listen to this really great episode he's the truth the truth (laughs) should we play it Yeah, enjoy, everyone. Peace. Awesome. Welcome, Mark Rain, to Survival Jobs, a podcast. We're so happy to have you. (laughs) What up, y'all? Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Um, I love love this, and y'all have great energy, and so I'm just really, really happy to start my week and spend Labor Labor Day with y'all a little bit, you know? Thank you so much. I know we were just chatting a little bit before we recorded about what this podcast is, but this podcast is called Survival Jobs, a podcast. As we just told you, Jason and I have worked so many survival jobs together. And so we, you know, grew this podcast based off of our experiences and wanted to talk to other artists about their experiences. Right. So to kick it off, do you have a favorite survival job that you feel has like positively impacted where you are now and like, you know, sculpted who you are as an artist in a way? That's a good one um, because there's, see, my brain was like survival job. I was thinking like jobs outside of the industry, you know, uh, the things we got to do, <laughs> the things we must do. Um, but if we're putting it all together and then saying my <laughs> favorite survival uh, survival job, I mean, I was a, a DP, you know, and we were talking about that a little bit before we, we hit play and that's how I met Jason. Yes, right? Um, I was, you know, because... So I went to school for acting, but I also self-taught myself how to shoot, you know, photos, videos. I self-taught myself how to edit. I self-taught myself how to do lights, audio. I mean, everything. <laughs> I was in survival mode. <laughs> and um, a lot of times, Literally. you know, 
um, those those ended up being my survival jobs, which was cool because it was in the you know within the realm of of acting, and um, you know it got to a point where some people only knew me as a DP, some people only knew me as a as an editor, you know they didn't even know that I was an actor and um, yeah and and but that's how hard I was working at it. That's how you know how good I was doing. People were just like oh yeah oh he's an editor. Wait what? He does headshots. Wait what do <laughs> he's doing the play. Like what? Um, and so I think DP though, out of all of them, to be very specific, is probably the, the, my favorite um, because there's something about you know being able to capture human experience, you know, uh, through your lens, you know, like with what you see. And you know, I'm 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 really grateful for that because that definitely gave me great insight and and and, and you know I want to say information as an actor, you know, that you really can't get in any acting class, you know. Of course, because you're seeing people like on set doing the thing and you're like the VP, so you're right there, you know, you're right. doing up close, you're doing far away, like you're in it, you're in it. Yeah, no, and, and you know, just being on the other side, you know, of the fence, seeing it and going like, you know, having the, the experience, right, and the knowledge as an actor, watching this and go, okay, like something translates now, you know, as you're shooting it, you start to see what other people do and, you know, whether it's good or bad in your opinion, you know, you, you can ingest that, you know, into your own craft and go, oh, yeah, a real subtle or, you know, it's almost like either inspired what uh, by, some, by, by what someone does or you learn what not to do by so, what someone does, you know? Yeah. Um, our friend, Samantha's friend, Rob Alisea, he um, talks about how he like did like a background work and on a Halle, a Halle Berry movie a long time ago. And he was talking about how like she was so nice, blah, blah, blah. But she was like talking to him and um, she was like she knew how to set up the shots for herself. Like She knew like what her angles were like as an actor. Like she just knew like what what how to frame herself in a way, right. which is like pretty remarkable that someone who you, just that we know is just an, an actor knew that kind of background knowledge and he was able to see that firsthand yeah no i i sorry samantha get no no i was just saying like yeah i was no, gonna say, it, background work for me when i did it i learned so much by watching and like listening to directors speak with the actors and talk about the intention so it is so beautiful that these gigs or jobs that we're considering like survival jobs because it's not ultimately what we want we're essentially getting paid to go to class, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I always say, you know, having that experience and just know having that awareness um as an actor on set, you know, um, it really, it really has given me, you know, a lot of like uh, a lot of work, you know, because people then see my work ethic, they see how I work, they like how I work. And a lot of times, you know, especially I I, I heavily exist in the indie you know, filmmaking realm of things for now. Um, and and the flow of filmmaking can be tedious, you know, on any, whether it's indie or, or mainstream, you know, or, or whatever. And yeah. And and you know, just knowing as an actor that, you know, what lens that is. Oh, this is a really tight frame. So I, I can't even move. Like I can't move forward. I can't move back. If I got any left and right, it's like maybe this much. You see, mm -hmm. so now it just now I know that it really becomes like a five degree 
pivot with my eyes, you know, like knowing that it's a tight lens, you know, and then if it's a wider, knowing it's a wide shot, a wider lens, then I know I can be a little bit bigger, you know, not to overact, yeah. but there's space now that I can move and, and bring movement to the scene, you know, and a lot of times I've gotten a lot of compliments because then the director doesn't have to waste time on telling, uh, on directing yeah. the actor there, you know, it's just like, oh, it's like, Director's going crazy figuring out what the shot needs to be and da -da 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 -da. and then the then sees the actor already ready, already doing it. It's like, man, I don't got roll the fucking camera. Like, so excuse my yeah. language. Like, <laughs> no, I love this guy. Good. You know what? I'm putting him in my next movie. You know, I can't <laughs> tell this person about, you know, this actor and, and and that's really how I've been able to to stay busy, you know, thank God and 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 continuously work and, and, and growing. Yeah, let's flip it and reverse it. Do you have a uh, worse survival job? That's something that you're like, oh my god, this like was like kind of soul breaking, or or oh, uh, something you would never go back to. Yeah, um, you know, there's a couple, <laughs> right? Like that one's like the top five worst survival jobs. Um, I've done all kind of things, you know, uh, because. I like, you know, I like to work. I like to, you know, I'm hands-on. So, you know, I've done mm -hmm. moving jobs. I've walked dogs, you know, I've done, <laughs> I've done security jobs. Like not too long ago, actually last year, I was doing a, a, a door security for BAPE in Soho. And like, you know, I got the whole mask. I got the, you know, vaccination yeah. you know, it's like the most boring like you feel so useless you know i mean sometimes i had to i had to actually step in and, and you know diffuse or facilitate a situation but luckily i'm good at that because i'm a people's person you know um, are you no obviously yeah, no, you're, but, <laughs> you're so charismatic but i'll tell you this it was so funny because one of them recognized me from instagram you know even with my mask on <laughs> even with my mask on you know, I think they heard my voice and they were like, are you Mark Rain? And I was like, get out of here, you know? You're like the and one and only. I was like, uh, I was like, yeah. And then it was funny because then they were like, well, what are you doing here? You know what I mean? There's like that question, you know? And that can be really hard on actors, you know? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, as y'all know, we're, we're chasing this, this imagination, you know, that we're trying to create. Um, and... And, you know, anytime we take, like, we hit stuff like that, it hits us, right? We're like, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm supposed to be in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the muggles don't get it. The muggles, right. like, uh, non-artists think, right. like, you're on TV once and that's it. You're set. Right, yeah. right, right. I was going to say, they don't really know what it looks like in real life, you know, for, for the artist that has to still struggle or do something on the side so that they can make ends meet because guess what that tv show that you show me still that you saw me on still hasn't paid me because i gotta wait like 90 days or something you know what i mean like yeah yeah uh it gets rough you know and um so yeah i i you know that that was rough i'm trying to think worst survival job i mean <laughs> and i mean not that that not that she, when she you know I'm pretty confident and secure. So when they said that, I was like, well, what are you doing here? It was like, well, I told them truly. I got to make money. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to hustle. And then, like, then it's more respect, you know? Like, 
I don't understand the people that try to like like to front and act like you know, you know they're not struggling or they're not human. You know, um, no, I remind people all the time like you know I'm 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 just a, I'm just a person, I'm just a human being. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. like you. Oh hey, you can go inside now. It's your turn. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, it's funny because then they want to like I'm into like full blown all black, crazy looking crazy, and they're like, can I get a photo with you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> They're gonna be like, yo, this was Mark Lane, his survival job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny. We uh a, a few of our other guests have shared similar stories where um Allison Psycho, who who is on Law and Order in the Law and Order universe for years, was ushering at a Broadway theater for a while because that's mm -hmm. just what she had to do. Like in the beat, she wasn't like yeah. really working as much. And people would be like, oh my God, like Kathleen Stabler. So, you know, I think that happens more often than, than, than muggles is what I'm calling the non-artists who understand. No, you know, um, and, and I think it's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, like in Harry Potter, they call them. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's, is that Harry Potter? Yeah, like the non-witches and, and wizards are muggles. muggles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I actually love that. But yeah. It's so good. Yeah, and I and I think those stories are so humbling and, and yeah. also so beautiful that like, mm -hmm. hey, listen, one second I can be like on TV or like doing this fierce gig and the next second I'm a security guard and that's okay right. because you know what? This is what I have to do. Um, right. So when did you, when did you, know that this is what you had to do like at what age or what moment were you like i need to tell stories i need to make movies i need to create yes. so it actually came like lightning i'm mean, like literally i <laughs> i'll be honest like being an artist you know being a performer uh, a, a storyteller wasn't something that like I had thought about as like from I was from a kid you know from growing up you know I didn't I didn't you know as a Latino growing up that wasn't even a thought it wasn't even a possibility mm. that I could do something like this um because sure. my family it was like you gotta let's go like lawyer doctor fucking sorry you know yeah. something solid <laughs> secure that you're gonna you get know, a paycheck every week and benefits right and Right, yeah. you know, social security, blah blah blah. All of that. As long as they had <laughs> that, they were like, you know, that's that's that was the thing, and um, <clears throat> and so I did that. You know, uh, my dad was an engineer, my mom was a social worker, and so I went. And I got a mechanical engineering degree, uh, an associate's from City Tech. I was really good at math. The idea was to be an inventor. I'm still in a creative place. Yeah, so I, I thought I could design my own cars, but then this lightning bolt hit me, and I was going to City College. CCNY, and um, I, 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 at the time, I had transferred to pursue a bachelor in mechanical engineering since I did the associates. Uh, and I had my first day of class. I was a full-time student, five classes of just equations. I'm talking about calculus two, oh uh, physics, calculus, thermodynamics, metaphysics. That sounds like was, hell to me. It was, yeah. it was, it was heavy. <laughs> it was heavy. Oof. And nice. uh, I, in some weird way, I just enjoyed solving problems, like those equations, you know? My brain still functions in this way. But anyway, you know, and then I was sitting in front, long story short, and I saw that I was in calculus too, and, and, and the professor wrote the longest equation I had ever seen, and I was just like, and then it hit me, and I was like, this isn't it. Like something was like, 
this isn't it. Like, this doesn't feed you. This, you know, literally something was like, there's a theater department two buildings away. Go check it out. I never wow. thought of doing this. And like, I was like, okay. I had those big ass binders. So I was like, zip, zip, zip. Sorry, professor, I gotta go. <laughs> I did. I ran to the to to the theater department. You know, I walked into the first office that I saw, and uh, I told him my story. I was like, "Listen, you know," and he was like, "Well, listen, you know, uh, I'm sorry, but you missed the deadline to switch your major. It was yesterday." Oh no! So I'm like, no, I gotta do five classes of this, and I I I I remember feeling defeated, and I don't know. He saw something, and he said, "Listen, you know what?" Let me get your stuff. Let me just walk to the walk to the, you know, the head office and see what they say. I think like ten minutes later, he walked back in. He was like, "Congratulations, you're now a theater major." He was like, "And you're late for your first class, acting one on one." Wow! And so then it was like, "Who is this guy? It was such a blessing." Yeah, oh no, he was my mentor. Um, his name is Julio Augustin. He's still in That's the scene. Julio. Check him out. He's amazing. He's teaching. He's, you know, an amazing, an amazing teacher, amazing coach, an amazing performer. At the time, he was on Broadway, you know, um, and and yeah, that changed my life. You know, I I I, I kind of just knew at that point. And just to give a little bit backstory, you know, prior to that, one of the other survival jobs that I had at that time was I was an, uh, an usher at the Jazz at Lincoln Center on 59th in Columbus. Oh wow. And I was the only non-artist employee there. Everybody else was an artist of some kind. Whether you played an instrument, you danced, you sang, you acted, you're a filmmaker, something, right? Yeah. Um, and at the time, I was um, I was uh, assistant head usher, so I had the little earpiece and I had the little thing right here, and I'd be like, okay, okay, security, or but I had moved up the ladder, you know what I mean? Surveillance. I work hard, so they were like, yo, we gotta give this kid, you know, a, a raise, put him in the assistant head usher. He knows what he's doing. So I was like, yes. sending one of the workers to break. And I'll never uh, forget this moment, because then Paul, shout out to Paul Rona. Haven't seen him in a while, but um, he, he, I was like, yo, he's, you know, you can go to break now. And he goes, hey, you know, what, what, what do you do? And then I told him I was a mechanical engineer. And he's like, really? For real? And I was like, what? Puerto Rican can't from Spanish Harlem can't be a mechanical engineer. What, 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 what's up? <laughs> Defense mode immediately. He's like, no, 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 yeah. no. He's like, you know, it's not that. He's like, you know, I just thought you would have been an actor. Your energy. You know, have you ever tried it? And I was like, actually, I haven't. I mean, I did something in high school, you know, but that was a play that we came up with. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but and he was like, you know, I think you should try it. He goes, acting's one of those things that you'll know immediately if this is for you or not when you're on that stage. And that kind of just, I guess, resonated. And then and then shortly after that, school had started. And I was like, and then the thought just like, poof, like, just do it. And um, and then, yeah, I was like, <laughs> and it was the best decision ever, you know, um, honestly, so because much. he was right. Like, literally, I remember that first semester, I did three productions, which was like, supposed to be on allowed from like freshman theater majors, but I threw my whole entire existence at it. And people, like I went to all the auditions and people just, they wanted, you know, me and their stuff. And then when my parents saw finally on stage, they were just like in tears, like, yes, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, and it's so funny, cause I actually remember the moment that I was on stage and I remember seeing, it was 
it's it was an amazing story but and i remember being like holy cow like this is what he was talking about <laughs> this this right here i could live off this feeling yeah just the we feeling. all feel I that could, we all feel that that's what right? i mean we like, all to, love it to choose this is to love it right um yeah. because otherwise you know you'll you'll slip and fall through the cracks mm -hmm. so yeah i love that so much and i, I think that's so relatable if anyone who's ever who who still wants to do this who's like listening yeah. wants to just they know that feeling as soon as you said it like i got like the chills in my fingers and my arms like it's so true right. and so okay so mark you you said you were you dp you act you write you produce you have this whole like online presence of like these amazing funny ass skits that you do <laughs> um you. how do you how did you get into wearing so many hats and like do you have a favorite one? Is acting your favorite? Is writing your favorite? Is com like primarily comedy? You know, um, it like I told you before, it started with you know acting. I mm -hmm. uh, um, I took my leap of faith. I was in it. I was in it for life at that point. And I remember that my mentor, the same guy who got me in, was like, "Listen, like, you know, you're gonna have to on average." He was teaching the class, the business side of acting. In the real world, and he was like, "You got to do a lot of self tapes, and sometimes that can cost anywhere between seventy five to one hundred and fifty dollars." And I was like, "Er, okay, <laughs> <Hey>, Scooby." <laughs> Me, remember, my brain still functions in equations. Still today, when I'm coming up, when I'm writing anything, when I'm coming up with a skit, when I'm doing anything, I there's a formulation to this arc, yeah. to this progression of this story, and so. I was like, in my mathematical head, I was like, 150 uh, self-tape? I was like, I plan on doing a lot of self-tapes. Mm. Where am I getting this <laughs> money from? <laughs> you know? Right. And um, long story short, I had I had auditioned for this military thing. It was an industrial. I got it. It gave me like $4,000 while I was in school. And I went and I bought yes. a camera. I bought a Canon T3i. I bought a couple lenses, the whole thing and that. And this is where the journey of self-teaching started. I call it YouTube school, YouTube university. You know, I just went online and started how to do this, how to do that, how to, and I started reading and just trial and error, trial and error. And I started with the thing. I started taking headshots. And I remember I showed my mentor and he, he, the first headshot, he was like, this actually looks pretty good. He was like, yes. listen, start taking more headshots. And he's like, and charge like $50, you know? So I, everybody in the theater department got a headshot. Forget it. You next. You get, you get a headshot. You get a headshot. You all get a headshot. <laughs> You're the Oprah. And, like, <laughs> and then, uh, and, and through then like the curiosity and the exploration and the passion of then falling in love with, you know, composition and, and all this stuff around setting up the camera. Then I started learning lights. I started learning this. I started learning that. And that's how then I started doing all of it. I mean, you know, I started working, you know, weddings, baby showers. I was doing products, photo shoots, lifestyles, fashion. I was doing headshots. I was doing, I mean, you name it. I was doing landscape photography, animals. I got insects all the way closed up, <laughs> closed oh up. <laughs> um, and so, so it really just became like this, this passion of like exploration and learning and being better and better at these things. You know, because um, that was the other thing where, like, we have to have that self-reflection, uh, you know, through through the lens of honesty. Like, okay, this was cool, but how could it be better, though? Right? Like, everyone's going to tell you how good and great something is. Like, thank you, thank you. That, that It's a great headshot. How do I get it better? You know, and that was always my thing on every side, every side, every side. 
And then, um, and then it just became honestly a lot. Like it became a lot. Like I was busy. Yeah. I mean, twenty four seven. It was something else. It became overwhelming. I'm gonna be honest. And then, you know, I started to feel like my acting career was suffering because now, you know, I wasn't creating enough film or being on stage enough. You know, social media wasn't, you know, wasn't what it is today. But you know, it just started taking over. You know, and I, I found myself not finding them the same happiness, you know, working the weddings, right? Oh, because sure, yeah. I made amazing, I'll tell you, I made amazing wedding videos, like, like because I'm, a, I'm, I'm an actor, so it was like movies, like I made people <laughs> weddings, like it was a movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and it became tedious, and then also a big part of that is because I also, because I'm so human, I'm such a people person, I always made sure that the prices were either fair or just like almost like a no-brainer for them, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Which then didn't help me out because the workflow and the workload didn't, you know, didn't change. I was still working and doing 100% of the work for like less money because, and so it just got, it got, and then I had to like come back and go, okay, I have all this experience, all this knowledge, all this inside perspective everywhere. And I remember the moment in life where I had, it was like everything and I needed to go. And I needed to just focus that on acting. And I was like, that's where the root of all this came from. That's where yeah. I'm truly the happiest. And, um, and so acting is definitely my favorite thing. I think in total though, what I've become is uh, something that I think I created a term called creative engineer, you know? And- Wow. I created that term for people that are like me, that wear many, many hats, um, and that can do the job, you know, like, because anybody can say they can do something, but can you actually do it? Right. You know, can you do a creative all Creative engineer. Yeah. You know, and, and I remember I was like coming up with my resume, and it was like title, you know, and I was like, well, I'm not just an actor. I'm not just this, I'm not just that. And I was like, you know, and I started thinking about what I do, and, and any... And any angle on any side of the storytelling that you want to do, I can fit. So I'm, I'm a creative. Yeah. And then I thought about my equations and I was like, and I engineer stories. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if you, Facts. you know, that's, that's how a lot of the, the stuff happens for me. That's amazing. I love that. Mm -hmm. Congratulations for being so like poised about it also. And, and it's, <laughs> Thank so you. hard to navigate this industry and what we do. So congrats to you, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to talk about your social media presence a little okay. bit. Uh, so you created this amazing <laughs> platform, this amazing presence for yourself on social media with your comedy skits. And it's so good. And you have Thank like you. over 30,000 followers, yep. which is amazing. Slowly but surely we're climbing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have advice for actors who are trying to break into building their social media presence a little bit stronger? Yeah. Because by the way, it is, it's important for actors now the days to like have that. To, it is. To build like followers. It's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. You know, um, it's so crazy how this social media thing happened. Cause again, that wasn't something that I, I, I thought, uh, you know, of, of having, like, I didn't, 
in my mind i was like actually when when instagram when like the social media culture started coming out it started with like vine right with like five seconds i didn't yeah. care for it i'm gonna be honest i just didn't care for it um you know i'm i we're actors we're thespians right we come from the core of this thing and here comes this internet Facts. and these little ads and these people doo, 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 look at this <laughs> and they're like there's like a million views you know and and at first it was a it was a strong frustration you know i had a little bit i, won't, I don't want to say resentment so it wasn't resentment but i was just like you know, I was like, what is this? Man, that's whatever. You know, I didn't care for it at all, honestly. And then I had reconnected with an old friend who was pursuing the social media um, thing. Because at the time, it wasn't even called influencers. You know, I remember he only had about 15,000. And, wow. and, you know, just going back a little bit, when I was in college at CCNY, I was going viral on YouTube, doing YouTube sketches with a group um these two brothers i mean like forget it they, these they were german and forget <laughs> it. they were just on another level creatively they went on to be youtube stars because they ended up creating like a musical a disney musical youtube page you can find it amazing 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 work anyway point is we did you know we had over a hundred thousand subscribers on youtube back in like i'm talking about wow. 2011 you know, back then that was like a lot, you know? Yeah. And so then when this thing started happening and I started seeing what it became and then Instagram moved to 15 second videos, they completely annihilated Vine. And then I, again, now coming back to where I was at, I reconnected with an old friend and, you know, he was doing very silly videos on Instagram, but he had 15,000 followers at the time. And I was like, dude, like, what up? Like we got to reconnect, you know, uh, let's see how we could, how we could collab, you know, because I could tell he has no experience technically, you know, what he's doing. Like he has this raw comedy, you know, not all of the content was funny, but the silliness and the vulnerability and the willingness is there. And that's what it takes to be successful on social media. You have to be, and, and we are these things as actors. That's what we do. Right. We are the vulnerable ones, you know what I'm saying? We are the willing, the, uh, you know, we are these things. But I think for some reason, when we, when we come from the training background, this social media, it, it's hard for us to translate in our, in, our, in our craft, right? Because the process of creating is different, you see? Uh, um, and, and so, and I learned that because then I just started doing videos, you know, helping him do videos. I was like, yo, you need to shoot it like this, right? Because every shot has a purpose. It's information, visually information for the audience. Yeah. So it's not just that, you know, and, and, and I get it, social media culture is still that today where they just want the camera there. Oh, snap. Yeah. They just want this like really basic, <laughs> basic yeah. camera. And, um, you know, uh, but for me, I was like, yo, you gotta shoot like this, edit like this, put music here, sound effects here. And you know, we started, boom, then we started going viral. We started going viral and I told him like, I don't care about no followers. Like I wanna, he wanted to be social media king. So I was like, of Instagram. <laughs> I was like, listen, you know, nobody, you know, not to sound crazy cocky or anything, but I was like, but nobody has me right now. Like there's other social media presences and they're out there personalities doing their own thing and you can see their content. They don't have somebody who has experience behind them creating these progressions, these arcs, these punchlines, these shots, this movement, all of yeah, this stuff. Yeah, you knew your worth. You knew what you could bring to the table and that's and important. So, and so 
now speeding up the story, not to talk too long about this, but this is like the origin of the social media for me. And and then through the process of helping him create his platform, other people that we were working with was like, yo, Mark, like, why aren't you doing videos? You know, because they could see that the person that, that was directing this was me, the person that was coming up with the shots. A lot of the times I was coming up with punchlines. Yo, say this, say that. And they'd be like, yo, that's hilarious. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then they were, you know, and then, you know, a lot of them went viral and a lot of them didn't. You know, they just did okay on, on whatever platform or page it went up on. But that's the, that's the nature of social media. And so, so then I just thought about it and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I can have fun with this. And that's one of the gems about social media. You gotta just have fun with it. Don't yeah. overthink this. Don't worry about the result as far as views or, or, or comments or any engagement. I tell people all the time, when I'm creating, this is why it kind of takes me long to create a skit than like most other content creators. Because for me, I truly gotta love it. Like, I got to love it. I got to I gotta see it. I got to shoot it. And at the end, I love it. I don't care if yeah. anybody else likes it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. think that being true to me has, you know, I've been lucky, luckily enough for other, other people to, for that to translate and, and for other people to relate to, 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 to me, to my humor, to my comedy, you know, and, and me just being true to that. Um, but also being, again, having the training and being aware of, your target audience. And so anyway, so people were like, yo, Mark, you could do this too. And then I just started, you know, I was like, you know what? And I'm going to be honest, I'll never forget the first video I posted. My heart was like this. I mean, it was like the first time <laughs> out that you go on stage in your life. Yeah. You know, that mm -hmm. first, 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 first time you get on stage, your heart is like almost out your chest. You're like, oh my yeah. God, am I really doing this? <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. you know, and so it feels like that with social media the same way. I mean, with anything you do, right? Yeah, especially if you and, care about it. And I posted the first one out and it did okay. You know, for somebody with like less than 3,000 followers at the time, it, it did all right numbers, you know? Because there's like a, a, percentage, a percentage proportion. Like you got this many, you got 2,000 followers, 20% engagement would be a solid engagement. So oh, wow. 2,000 followers, what is that? 200? Yeah. You know, if 200 people guy. liked it, you're on, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, I don't know what the numbers are today, honestly, but at the time, I remember like a 20% engagement was like a solid engagement average for you. I you love know, that. Like anything below that, you were like, ah. Yeah, anything yeah. above that, you're like, oh yeah, you know? <laughs> 20, you're solid. And so, so then it just it started. And then, you know, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, anybody listening that wants to get into it, it is infectious, you know? The, sure, yeah. The clout, the clout. We're going to call it what it is. The clout is infectious because, you know, and, and there's documentaries on it now, you know, what do they call it? The endorphins or, or, or what's that thing? That yeah, with the likes and the, yeah. Yeah, that thing that we get when we get happy and we're like, oh, my God. Yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> they love Mark. me. They really love me. <laughs> well, we're coming towards the end of an interview. I want to talk about really quickly talk about quickly. your work on the play Candlelight with um that was written by John Patrick Shanley, who is like an icon, uh, legend and film legendary, right? Like how amazing was that and what that experience was like? Congratulations <sighs> to work with someone like yeah, that. An amazing person. Amazing. You know, um, because uh, my answers can be very long. I'm sorry. This, these thoughts are really like 
elaborated and articulated. No, we love it. But, you know, it was, I was a little nervous at first. I remember, you know, um, just starting at the origin of the story. I remember I, 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 I was kind of feeling frustrated in my craft. Like, like you know, I was like, you know, I was doing a lot of film, I was doing a lot of skits, all this stuff. And my spirit really does call for the stage sometimes. And I remember I was like, I manifested this play, you know, or at least my involvement in it because I was like, God, like, I need a play, you know? I swear to God, I was like, I need a play. I, I, need, I need something good. I need something that's gonna really feed my soul. I swear to God, later that day, I got an email. Candlelight, John Patrick, Pulitzer, I was like, and it was a, it was a, it was a, a New Yorican story. And yes. I'm New Yorican. So I was like, no <laughs> way. I was like, God, I see you. <clears throat> audition. I remember I went in so nervous, but I'll say this. My auditioning is, is pretty seasoned. I, I, I prepare a performance. I tell people I'm going to perform. I'm not going to audition. You see, I'm wow. going to give you the show that I created. Um, and so I went in and I just, I did just that. And I remember seeing John Patrick's Chanley's face and, you know, he was like, like, whoa, you know? And I remember I got the thing after that, I had gotten a call and they were like, he's really impressed with you. Like he's like this between you and like some other people in our minds, but in his mind, he already wants you. And that was like already a win for wow. me. I was like, holy shit. Like, you know, excuse my language yeah, Like handpicked. Oh. You know, yes. um, so that kind of like, that was a little bit pressure there, you know? Because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't fail. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> I was like, I gotta be at my top A game. And you know, that process was absolutely amazing. I, 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 I grew so much in so many ways and working with Yvette, you know, I've worked with her before. She's, you know, uh, she was in my, my co-lead, I guess you could say. And, but she also yeah. is the producer. And um, it was a whole, it was, you know, I, I didn't expect, I've never worked with a writer that was like so specific. And that was amazing. It was, it was very tedious to deal with because, you know, us as artists, we, we, we have our own thing and we bring our own ideas and, you know, we, we, we want to explore and play, right? Um, and so, you know, yeah. he, he allowed us to do that. The, you know, the director, Lori Key, I love her. She was amazing too. She, mm -hmm. the, you know, but it was a very big collaborative process with John Patrick Shanley. He was there every rehearsal. I mean, like he probably missed a handful of rehearsals out of like wow. the two months that we were rehearsing. But out of, other than that, he was there. And I mean, it literally was like, hold, what was that line? change that we're gonna make it this and he was editing on the fly right there i'm telling you what literally huh? it didn't stop to the last show <laughs> last oh my show really? <laughs> it was 23 performances wow 23 shows 23 wow. days 21 days because it, it was two two days and one, uh two shows in one day uh twice um and it never stopped like that kind of refining and refining and that sharpening of the blade of the blade and and at first i'll be honest it was a little frustrating because i wasn't used to that process you know i was used to having the writer you know to add a few rehearsals maybe giving some notes you know and then the director just kind of full force taking over the vision and where this thing goes and then the writer kind of like leaves and it goes all right i'll see you at opening day right yeah um no no you know he was there and you know it it, it 
it was challenging because I had to really be water, you know, because I had my own ideas of how I wanted to do this thing. Then the director had ideas. And then, you know, I have to follow what the director wants, right? Of course. Um, it's all the collaboration. Right. And then and then but 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 it wasn't over because then there was John Patrick Shelley, you know, and that, you know, working with someone like him you know, who, who, it was just such a high regard, you know, people holding him such a high prestige as he is, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't express your own artistic opinion ever if, if, if he had just said what he said, because it was over. John, John had spoken. Yeah. And that's it, you know, and it was, it was, it was challenging, you know, because I was like, but wait, like, I understand, but what about, you know, and, 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 and you know, and so luckily we had great communication the play went Love so that. good. I mean, like, it had its theater live moments. No show was the same. I mean, like, literally, something would change all the time, you know. And and the way I had to improv and fix certain scenarios, I had to jump out of this big squirrel outfit that I had, like, maybe... Wow. I had, like, 15% visibility through this squirrel. I was literally moving by the number of counts of steps. One, two, three, turn left. One, two, three, four, five, duck. Duck again. Like, literally... All my other senses in this squirrel outfit. Oh my god! <laughs> and um, truly, truly, an, an amazing, you know, experience. Honestly, working with John Pat Shelley and the whole neon wow. nylon fusion. Congrats! You're Thank amazing. You. I'm so. I feel like a, such an inspiration and like a little fire lit under my ass. Like, let's go, Samantha. Like, we need hey. to we need to do more. I just I hate when I talk about myself in third person. <laughs> <laughs> Literally you know, keep it going. I can't you. wait to see you continue to climb. And Jason and I can say we had him on our hey, show. Thank you. And I'll be I would already, love to I back. feel like that though. I would love to come back. You already know. Thank you so yes. much. You know, uh again, thank you so much for having me. And uh, and yeah, let's I'll see y'all soon. Okay. We gotta yes. link up. We gotta yes, go a play or something. Sure. Or do a play. <laughs> um, Jason, I know he said that we always like to end the episode with a game because we always like to end it like light and fun and having a good time. Not that we don't have a good time through the entire show because we do. Um, but we are going to play a little Let's fun do game. It. Jason, you want to talk about it since this came from your brain? Yeah, we're doing a game called Sketch to Screen. So it's a true or false game about actors who may or may not have a history of writing and performing comedy sketches. So <laughs> just because that's your forte. So it's a really quick game. Uh, it's like five questions and a bonus. And yeah, oh, you want to take the first one, Sam? Yes. Uh -oh. Okay, are you ready? Do you have your, your game pants on? <laughs> Are you wearing pants over there? Yep. <laughs> okay, if you're not. I know. Okay. I, was, I was like, should I tell them? <laughs> <laughs> should I tell them that's why I need the extra 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, first one. Will Ferrell. Oh my goodness. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you say true or false? If he if he was a an, an actor who may or may not have a history of writing comedy. Sketches. Okay. Yes. Yes. I uh, true. Correct. Correcting. Will Ferrell was with the Groundling Groundlings, which led him to SNL audition. Nice. He yeah. definitely has. He comes from yes. that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Will Smith. No. <laughs> false. Uh, false. Yep. False. Yep. <laughs> you got it. No. He was just a rapper <laughs> who just. got. 
Got that. Got got an acting gig. Yeah. Got a whole show. (laughs) Don Leguizamo. Ooh, this is a good one. He does have stage, but was it sketch? I want to say true. Correct. Correct. He created the show House of Buggin with the predominant predominant. Am I okay, Jason? Predominantly <laughs> Latino cast. You know, I just got very distracted because I'm I'm at my parents' house this weekend and my mom is on the phone and she is screaming. And oh I'm like, we can't hear it. Don't worry. I couldn't hear it. Oh, like, Donnie. House of Buggin. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was very yeah. short lived. And uh, nice. yeah, check it out. Okay, Viola Davis. <laughs> Ooh, such a great actress. I want to say with the way she she did uh, Michelle Obama's lips, it's possible. Possible. <laughs> but I'm going to say false. I'm going to say false. Correct, false. Yes. <laughs> okay, next, Luis Guzman. <laughs> Luis Guzman? Yeah. Uh, um, let me think, let me think. I want to say, I want to say true. Correct. Yes. <laughs> he was also on House of Buggin'. I, you know, my brain, I was like, I feel like him and John had to be working together. They had to be doing sketch together. I love that. All right. Yeah. Was that like bonus. five for five? I think we I have five for five. And then we have a bonus. Let's go. All right. Bonus. Jennifer Lopez. Ooh, <laughs> she don't got no sketch background. She's a dancer. She was, she was she on color, but as a dancer, but as a dancer, you were right, correct. Wow. <laughs> <Are> you <see? laughs> yeah. We killed it. Killed it. You know, ding, ding. I'm going to be honest. It's not that I knew these things about these people, like specifically. Um, I feel like what comes with sketch is a certain energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm in a person, you know? And uh, if you look at the people that actually have sketch background, it, it they have a certain energy. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have to be very, you know? Loose. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you uh, so much. You're amazing. Congrats you. on getting a perfect score on the game plus the bonus. That doesn't happen often. So you killed it. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. I love this. Let's yes. drink up. Let's do a survival yes. jobs play. <gasps> yes. That'll be our next our next project, Jay. There we go. About I like it. Before right. we go, can you tell all of our listeners where they can find you on social media, how to keep up with what you're working on, all of the fun things? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you can follow me on my main platform, which is Instagram, at Mark, M-A-R-C, underscore rain r-e-i-g-n um and then i'm also i'm also on tiktok you know um and that one i think it's just underscore mark rain underscore uh i'm on twitter i'm on facebook but you know i'm i, I mainly exist on instagram yes instagram. and then uh and then uh man i got so much stuff coming out i'm simultaneously shooting two feature films right now one's a comedy one's a drama uh those should be coming out next year Hopefully, you know, you know how those editing process goes. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, more I uh, recently I I have uh next week at the New York Latino Film Festival, it's coming it, it, the week is coming and I have a, a really amazing short film called Fuego on there. 
shot that out of San Diego. It just won yes. Best Screenwriter in the last film festival, so I'm really excited about that. About that. Congratulations. Um, and I also have another feature film coming out. It's already, the trailer actually drops tomorrow, y'all. It drops tomorrow. It's oh, called Playing it. Sam, and it's actually a film for us, for actors. Um, it's actually really clever. I'm super, super proud of my brother, Ramon Passante. It looks amazing. I just, I can't wait. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Congratulations. Thank you. So prolific. Thank that should you. be your middle name, Mark Prolific Rain. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my God, a creative engineer, y'all. Thank you so much for being Thank on today. And yes, Thank we'll link so up. We'll definitely link up. And if you, guys are, if you guys are tuning in to us for the first time, be sure to follow Survival Jobs at Survival Jobs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Survival Jobs, a podcast on Facebook. Shoot us an email at survivaljobspod at gmail.com. Leave us a review. We love you, survivors. We love you, Mark. Thank, Thank you. you. Have the best day. I love you guys, too. Congrats. Have an amazing rest of the Labor Day. Thank you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.